The California Supreme Court has upheld the death sentence of serial killer Charles Ng, who was convicted of 11 murders during a mid-80s killing spree. Charles is one part of the Miranda murders, along with the late Leonard Lake. everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going you know it's going great i got a new tattoo yesterday which if you are a junkie as i am i sent a picture of my tattoo to a friend and she responded with junkie (laughs) i was like (laughs) Okay, truth, but I'm going to show it to you right here. If you're watching the video, it is a an amethyst, couple of amethyst points with a little bit of lavender on my wrist on the inside. And it's so pretty. I'm so happy about it. Darling, I absolutely love it. Yeah, yes. I'm thrilled. I mean, can you be a junkie when it's a good thing? I don't. I, yeah. I mean, I own it. Am I a tattoo junkie? Yeah, totally. I already have a tattoo planned for after my hysterectomy when this cancer is yeeted so yeah it's one of those it's one of those pictures of a uterus with the fallopian tube slipping the bird mm-hmm. yeah i'm getting that that definitely. seems apt yeah right that seems i like it i like it a lot yeah maybe i'll make it like teal blue because that's the awareness color for uterine cancer there you um, go i think i might do that but yeah i i've already talked to my tattoo artist about it <laughs> awesome you'll be all set Yes, I will. So how are you? Very good. I am fine. I am. I'm just wrestling puppies and I shouldn't complain. I had to have them. (laughs) Oh my goodness. They, they are wonderful. They are. They're just, um, they make everything take longer. Everything, you know, they're like toddlers in so Mm -hmm. many ways. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, add them and the pigs to the mix and like, they just really make everything take longer. Yesterday, I just wanted to run to the grocery store and buy pickles. That was it. I was making potato salad for dinner. I needed pickles. That's all I needed to do. It took me 20 minutes to leave this house because of needing to make the pigs go out and shut the door. But in the midst of that, one of the puppies went out and wouldn't come in. And (laughs) Well, wow. That's all I have to say. You know, they're really first world problems. But sometimes, I swear. Anyway. But it's, they're just really cute. So they get all the points. But, oh, yeah, that's all. Really, I'm fine. I'm completely fine. But Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Probably just a little uh, overwrought some of the time. I would be. <laughs> I just really have to just remember that everything takes longer these days and plan on it. And probably get better treats. You know, any of these animals will do what you want them to for a treat. I just really need to remember to employ them more, probably. Right. Bribery, man. It works mm-hmm. on kids, too. Well, I need treats for the puppies that are in like a harder container that you can shake so they hear it. So they'll come. Oh, yes. I did that with the pigs when they were piglets for a long time. I had uh, like baby treats, like the little like stars or dehydrated corn or whatever. Oh, yeah. Those little puffs. shake it and they'd hear it and they'd come running. They'd go wherever you wanted, you know. Yeah. But uh, 
my dogs know the sound of their treat bag. It will make them come running. Mm-hmm. That, that's what needs to happen here. I got to get on that. Yep. Because they're good boys. <laughs> they are good boys. They are. They're just, they're, they're supposed to be difficult. They're supposed to have ADD right now and, you know, bite, really on, bite everything, and... everything. It's pretty much, you know, yeah. the age. Because there's no malice. They're not being naughty. They're just being no. them, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's probably fine. Oh. Probably. Anyway, <laughs> but we ha- it's Monday and we have big episodes coming off all we this do. week. If you are a patron, be sure to take a look. We released two Patreons last week, two awesome Patreons last week that I'm mm-hmm. still uh, talking about and thinking about. So lots of good stuff there. But let's kick this week off. You have a WTF for us. Oh, boy, do I. <laughs> So a man in Oregon really uh, learned himself a lesson recently. This is Trennan Smith. Let me show you a picture of him. So if you're watching the video, you can see. You will note that Trennan is tied to a tree and he has a piece of duct tape hanging (laughs) from his cheek as though it's been over his mouth. He's looking awfully bewildered. Uh, Yes, he looks... Yeah, a little flummoxed about life. However, the people of Oregon have had enough of his bullshit. Oh. So uh, recently, um, he was um, in a remote forested part of Oregon mm-hmm. starting fires. Oh. And as we know, in the Northwest, um, it's very, very hot. Everything mm-hmm. is very dry. Our wildfire risk is through the roof. It is here yeah. in Idaho, just as it is mm-hmm. in Oregon. And well, and know, in fact, we just had two pilots in the Salmon Idaho area die in a we wildfire. Did, trying to it's fight fire. Very dangerous. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, it turns out Trennan was walking down a gravel road toward Mariel Lodge and Rogue River Ranch. And as he was walking, he was starting fires along the side of the road because he is an asshole. Okay. Holy shit. And I mean, like, this is way remote, only Mm -hmm. accessible by, like, BLM service roads and stuff. There are lodges nearby. Like, this was a terrible place to have a wildfire. And so um, someone did call the police Mm -hmm. that this was going on. And, you know, they came to help put out the fires and to find our stable genius that had been uh, lighting them. Well, the residents just really didn't want to wait for the police and let him light anything more. So they did subdue him and tie him to a tree and put duct tape over his stupid mouth. (laughs) Wow. just held on to him for the cops. (laughs) He is being held at the... Curry County Jail on charges of arson and reckless burning, and his bond is set at one hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so he burned well, less than one acre. They managed to put them out very quickly. Um, but I just, I just have to tip my hat to those Oregonians who went, "Not today, asshole." Mm-hmm. Sucks to suck, I guess. Uh, it does suck to suck. But what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> But that the picture of him, if you have not seen it, 
Show it one more time. I, I think we need one. to see it. Yeah. It really just kind of did my heart good. <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face and the duct tape hanging off his cheek and the rope that is wrapped around him like 10 times. Like these people were not screwing around. <laughs> so you know what? That picture of you want to be an arsonist? Really. Don't do it in Oregon. They will kick your ass. That's right. Well, yep. there you go. <laughs> Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I'm going to kick the mic back to you for our main case. Okay. Well, we'll have to sober up a little because there is nothing <laughs> funny about this. Uh, I'm there's sure one not, funny thing. I oh, there's one stop thing. laughing about that picture. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's one part of this case you're going to get a chuckle out of. I did. But we'll start at the beginning, maybe. Kind of. Okay. So here's the deal. Serial killer Charles Ng in California mm-hmm. has been fighting and fighting and fighting. He's never quit fighting since his conviction in the early 90s. Uh, he was sentenced to the death penalty and he's been fighting and fighting. And anyway, uh, the California Supreme Court has now said, nah, you really do deserve it. You're really going down. They've denied his request uh, to get out of the death penalty. The problem is, uh, not problem, I guess, but but the thing is, Gavin, Gavin Newsom is the uh, governor of California, and he said he won't allow any death penalty, or any executions on his watch. So right. as long as he's governor, you're good to go anyway. But as soon as he's not, who knows? But right. Charles just wants to be difficult. Uh, that's all. He just wants to be difficult. Well, you know, serial killers are not generally the most easygoing of people. Yeah, he's quite the fecker. But uh, so let's start at the beginning. (laughs) He's quite the fecker. (laughs) (laughs) Is this an episode of Mrs. Brown's Boys? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's start at the beginning. I wasn't familiar with uh, this case, but I was familiar with the Miranda murders. That's what these are. Mm -hmm. Leonard Lake and... Charles Ng were the murderers. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about their, uh, what they did and some facts about it that are a little tough to hear, to be honest. I'm going to be as gentle as I can because um, I don't know how much you guys can take on a bright Monday morning, (laughs) if that's when you're listening to this. But he was convicted in 1999 of killing six men, three women, and two baby boys. In 1984 and 1985, he was initially accused of 13 slayings, but uh, officials believe that there could be up to 35. I remember that about the Leonard Lake, when covering the Leonard Lake side of this, that Mm -hmm. they were really never sure how many people they actually killed. Yeah. So... (sighs) I'll tell you a little bit about both of them, actually. Let's do that, and then we can kind of get go forward. So Leonard Lake was born in 1945 in San Francisco. He was raised by his grandparents. His grandmother, when he was a little boy, started encouraging him to take nude photos of his sisters. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And as he got older, he started using those pictures to blackmail his sisters to perform oral sex on him. Oh, God. That's where it all started. Also, as a teenager, he uh, loved to dissolve mice and other small animals in acid. Oh, Jesus. 
real cool dude. Mm, I'm hearing some of the triad showing up here. Right. So in his late teens, he joined the Marines. He did two tours in Vietnam. He did not see any combat, but uh, he was discharged after a psychiatric evaluation. He was diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder. Mm-hmm. So then we have, so we'll stop there for a minute and talk a little bit about Charles Ng. So Charles Ng was born in Hong Kong. And then uh, at some point as a young man, he moved to the United States and he was also in the Marines. Mm. He was removed from the Marines for stealing weapons. And he actually did three years in Leavenworth. So while in Leavenworth, he was reading a survivalist magazine and got connected with another survivalist. That's right, Leonard Lake. <sighs> so two really dangerous men met up as soon as he got out of prison and they started their endeavors. There was a book that they had both read that they loved called The Collector. This is a novel by John Fowles or Foles. Mm -hmm. It's about a woman named Miranda who is kidnapped and enslaved by a sexual psychopath and tortured. And these two use that book to get themselves off and have their own sexual fantasies. So they decided that they were going to start their own project. They called it Operation Miranda. God. Yeah. Uh, there's another serial killer, Christopher Wilder. He killed eight women in the 80s. He also was uh, enthralled by this book. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the person who wrote that book didn't think they were going to be inspiring serial killers. Probably not, but boy, did they. Mm. So, Leonard Lake owned some property in Northern California. And they built, and this is a huge case with a ton of moving parts. And this is a short synopsis. So, sure. you know, there's a ton that's been written about it. There's been, you know, tons of film made about it. So, you can yeah. do a ton of research on it. I'm just scratching the surface. But Leonard Lake had a property. And so, Two of the things that were going through their heads. One was that they thought that there was going to be an apocalypse. And that it would be mm. on them to replenish the earth. So they were supposed to be kidnapping women and keeping them as sex slaves. So that when the apocalypse came, they'd all hang out in the bunker that they had built. They built this underground bunker out of... Uh, bricks and shit and they were supposed to be safe under there during uh, this nuclear event that they had uh, dreamt up and that then they'd have these sex slaves that they could start impregnating and uh, replenish the earth good god why did they think this was their job uh hello not the best gene pool for this uh, also not consensual by i mean come on there's a lot anyway yeah that's fine. the list is long 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 yeah we don't have that much time today but, uh, but that's what they did. They, they built this bunker out of cinder block. And they started kidnapping people and holding them and torturing them. Mm. Well, twice they kidnapped young families. 
that had a mom, a dad, and a baby boy. Two times. Good God, what? And both times, they set dad up on the other side of the two-way mirror. That's right. The bunker had a two-way mirror so that they could put women in cells and watch them all the time and also make film of each other assaulting these women and torturing them and essentially murdering them. So both, uh, in the cases of both men, they were forced to sit and watch. Eventually, of course, they killed the men, the babies, and then the women. And eventually they had to scrap the Operation Miranda plan to uh, replenish the earth with their seed because they couldn't quit killing the women. My God. Yeah. So that's who these people are. Well, part of their deal is that uh, Charles was a compulsive thief and one afternoon in 1985 he and Leonard went to a hardware store because they had broken one of their vices that they used for torture and needed to replace it as you do maybe Uh. not well uh, Charles decided to steal and he got caught Wow, what a genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me do something illegal very publicly so that the police can figure yep. out I'm a serial killer. Wow. Yep. Not talking about stable geniuses here either, are we? No. So Charles flees. And Leonard was like, no, 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 no. He just made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'll just pay for it. It's no big deal. But the police had already been called. And Leonard was stuck. And when the police got there, they found a 22 in the car with a silencer, which was illegal in California uh, and also discovered by serial number that it was a stolen gun. <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. So Lake was arrested, but Charles took off and headed for Canada. So Lake. Lots of, lots of loyalty there. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the Crumblies. A, a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, a couple of just unbelievably terrible people. So while they're interrogating Lake, he asks for a glass of water. So they get him a glass of water and actually leave him alone for a few minutes. And he writes this note. Dear Lynn, I love you. I forgive you. Freedom is better than all else. I'm sorry, Mom, Patty, and all. I'm sorry for all the trouble. Love, Leonard. And he took two cyanide pills that apparently he always kept with him. He was super (laughs) paranoid. Wow. Where does one even get cyanide pills? Well, he had two uh, in his lapel. Probably. He had them hidden in his lapel where he always kept them. So he slipped those out and took them with the glass of water. This isn't like in the spy movies where you immediately fall over dead. It took days. Oh. And I hope he suffered a lot. I hope he just really suffered I'm a lot. Pretty sure he did. Wow. But uh, he died. So the authorities are like, what the hell? Because they were. Who's Lynn, by the way? I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not sure. I, I wasn't sure about that. A family member, I'm assuming, or a past relationship. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, the authorities are confused because they're like, uh, we're talking about a stolen vice and a stolen gun. This guy kills himself? What the hell? Uh. <laughs> so they go check out his property. Oh, God. And, of course, much to their horror, 
they discover that there are all kinds of uh, body parts and signs of murder and things there. Oof. One of the things they find are all of these tapes that these two have made. Oh, God. Yeah. And so now, of course, they are looking for Charles Ng. And he managed to live in Canada for about five years before, guess what happened? He shoplifted and got caught. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Manages to get away with serial murder, but not shoplifting. What mm -hmm. a genius. And then the U.S. and Canada had a bit of a brawl over who got to prosecute him. And the U.S. is like, hello, lots of murders. And Canada's like, hello, shoplifting. <laughs> uh, I think the yeah. murders trump the shoplifting. Eventually, he ended up back in the U.S. And, of course, we know, was eventually convicted of 11 of the murders. They have discovered 45 pounds of bone shards on this property that just recently got pulled back out and they're doing a bunch of DNA work on to see if it's possible that by now they can put some of this stuff through the system and start identifying some of the victims because most of them are unidentified. Good Lord. So were they like using a wood chipper or something? Like why are they know. shards? Why are they shards? I thought it was a wood chipper. Oof. Um, they, Oof. they burned some of them too. There was evidence of, uh, of charred remains as well, but yeah. Oh my God. So again, they don't really know how many victims there are. They just have some ideas. So they could only charge them with the, you know, ones that they knew. And he was convicted. Well, like I said, he's been quite the pecker uh, in going back to court constantly with the most asinine complaints. So this time he was uh, arguing that his uh, rights were violated in the initial trial. Why were they violated? Well... They felt like he might be a flight risk due to the fact that he is definitely a flight risk. <laughs> right. No, fled to Canada for five years. Ring a bell. So they fitted him with an electric. <laughs> this is the part that I love too much. They fitted him with an electric stun belt. What? <laughs> yeah. Strapped around that's his a, waist. That's a thing? It was in the 90s. I don't know. Oh, if my God. It. So that just in case he decided to try to, you know, bolt out of there, they could just stone the shit out of him. Well, <laughs> guys. We need to bring these back, clearly. It was uncomfortable. And he didn't like it. <laughs> and it cut into his gut. And that's why he shouldn't get the death penalty, because that was really unfair. What? What does that have to do with his trial? Nothing. Well, I don't really know. Lots of things about thinking he got an unfair trial. Uh, the justices that ruled said, you did fucking to sit down and shut up. Uh, he and his attorney were masters of delay. They delayed and disrupted his trial over and over and over again. He tried to represent himself. He kept firing his attorneys. It was just a huge rigmarole, a huge mess. Uh, 
Now, part of the trouble this time is that he was trying to get some family from Canada and Hong Kong to uh, speak on his behalf. And uh, according to the articles I read, his family was being non-cooperative. Oh, huh. I wonder why. I guess they've had enough of your shit. <laughs> They're all like, uh, we don't know that guy. We're not mm-hmm. related. We're, it's a different Ng family. It's, it's not us. Mm-hmm. Very much. One of the things that was brought to light was a bunch of the cartoons that he's been drawing while in prison that just make him appear to be a crazy person. Or at least a very unsafe person. What? See, the first one here, this is uh, a mermaid. uh, Topless, of course. uh, Approaching a shark. I'm not really sure what she's doing there. I looks like she's trying to pet the shark. It kind of does. The other one is a scene with, uh, for those of you that are listening and not watching, is a scene on a boat with a skeletal pirate that a mermaid is choking. He's got his sword up in the air. Both mermaids are hanging upside down, however. Looks like they're actually captive. And below them is a pile of dead sharks. And I'm not really sure what's in the skeleton's other hand a sword of fire maybe kinda yeah yeah he's a decent artist in in these that he is the comics are less good oh dear yeah I'm not quite sure what this one even is it looks like a fire actually it looks like someone being burned to death kinda does yeah and he's yelling ah you motherfucker and people watching are laughing and this one is, I'm really not sure. It looks like that... a portrait of someone named Costner. Somebody will know this. It's obvious and I don't know it, I think, probably. <laughs> and then this one, a bank robbery of sorts. And this one particularly was a part of his downfall. This oh. is a man uh, that looks like he's hanging a baby upside down. It looks like he's cooking. Yeah. It says something. Yeah. Daddy dies. Mom cries. Baby fries. Oh, yeah. It's like a stir fry pan. Mm-hmm. Gross. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So apparently Charles. Speaking right to you right now, Charles. Mm-hmm. No. This was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> You just couldn't go draw butterflies and rainbows and Jesus. You had to do this, did you? Well, <laughs> rainbows and butterflies and Jesus. <laughs> this was a bad decision. So that's why the Supreme Court essentially, I mean, it was a 181-page decision, so I certainly can't go through it uh, line by line. But at any rate, there is all of that. There is a defense lawyer named Michael Burt who's some of his clients you'll recognize. Lyle Menendez, Eric Robert Rudolph, Richard Ramirez, Joseph Duncan. This is his attorney. Well, no, it's who he wanted for his attorney. Oh, And he got him in the extradition fight between 88 and 91 between Canada and the U.S. Mm -hmm. But he didn't work on his criminal case. But... Ng tried to refuse to work with anybody but him. 
but it didn't work for Bert, partly because, uh, honestly, the state just wasn't going to pay him enough, and he didn't want to take it. Then he said he'd come on in 97, uh, or come on in 98 for the trial, but uh, he wanted to delay the trial because he wouldn't have been ready, and the judge was like, no, we're sticking with what we've got. We've wasted enough time with this guy. So that's mm-hmm. part of his, uh, that was part of his argument that he was treated unfairly because he didn't get the attorney that he wanted. But this, again, is, this the is a public like, defender, right? Yeah. And the courts are like, bro, we paid for your a, attorney. Yeah. yeah. You don't get to pick your public defender. It doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. You, you'll be fine. Anyway. So that's, that's it. That's why it was obvious uh, to the court that there's no reason to overturn the death penalty in this case. But yeah. he sure wanted them to. Yeah. Good Lord. So there well, you have it. That is gross. just in a nutshell. Because there's a whole lot more. One of the things that they said uh, in their argument was that he was treated roughly as a child. And his father actually had testified and said that, yeah, I, I used to uh, whip him with a stick when he was naughty. I thought that's the way you parented. And I've learned over the years that it's not the best form of parenting. And I didn't know that. And, and I would be forever sorry that that's how I disciplined my kids. That's just what I knew. Yeah, lots of kids got whipped with sticks when they were naughty that didn't turn into serial killers, Charles. It's a right? weak argument. Our mom spanked us with a wooden spoon. And we're on the that... right side of the law. So, yeah. Good God. Yep, I'm sure. Most of the justices were like, oh, I got spanked. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, this is not an excuse. And here I am. And maybe was, his dad was, maybe it was abusive. Maybe it was. I don't know. But still. It doesn't excuse. It doesn't excuse. No. So, you know, he better hope that Gavin Newsom stays in for a good long time because he's only in his 60s. He's got a long ways to go because he's sure never getting out. No. That's the good news. Yeah. So there you have it. There's Charles Ng in a nutshell. Good Lord. Well, Wearing a stun belt. <laughs> That's my favorite part. My absolute favorite part. How I do we get those it. back? Yeah. How do we right? get that back? Like, How I do we could, get those in general? We, that, we could be using that along with our FOS list, you know. Right. You get the stun belt and you get the stun belt. <laughs> Everyone gets the stun belt. I like it. Oh, that's, yeah. That would be I great. I like it. I'll bet the victim's families wish they could have been on the controller of that stun right? belt. Right? They want the remote. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say there was a time when our youngest sister was married to someone that none of us liked. We thought he was a real douche. He needed a stun belt. And that's because he was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he put on one of those zappy dog collars one time mm-hmm. and gave Kara the remote. <laughs> and he was trying to be a tough guy. He's like, turn it all the way up. I can handle it. This is nothing. As it turns out, it was something. Yes. She really stunned the something. living shit out of him. It was honestly one of the funniest things I have ever ever seen i can still replay it in my head and it was like i don't know <laughs> at least 15 years ago i think we more. still have a picture somewhere no, more 18 years ago yeah <laughs> 19 years ago yeah yes 19 yeah 19 years ago but it's still like it still makes me feel better about things to think about him getting stunned with that thing <laughs> it was a good moment it was it was absolutely the mm-hmm. best instant karma i have ever seen in my life yeah 
So to think of seeing a serial killer taking a zap from the uh, stun belt. Yeah, I, I can kind of like replay it. I, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can stick Charles's face on that memory. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Well, I'm going to actually kick the mic back over to you to let us uh, lead us out with another WTF report. Guys, the world is full of these <laughs> stable geniuses. So, a while back, there was a bit of an incident incident in Connecticut at a family dollar. Joshua Murray held the door for two women as they went into the store and then was very unhappy when they did not thank him because, you know, apparently they owed him something or his fragile masculinity would get shattered. Yikes. He got very upset and started brandishing a gun. He pointed it at multiple customers. Now, wait, this happened in Utah? No, this happened in Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Okay. At a family dollar. Okay. These, you know, ungrateful women who would have just opened the door themselves if he hadn't done it, you know, like, but apparently they really owed him. Uh, fortunately, the police were called. They came very quickly and they did arrest him. He didn't get very far from the family dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, he interfered with them while they were trying to take him into custody because, of course, he did. What an idiot. So he was charged with carrying a pistol without a permit, Mm -hmm. which is a felony, plus misdemeanor charges of interfering with an officer and two counts of second degree breach of peace. Fortunately, no one was injured except for Joshua Murray's ego. (laughs) Wow, Josh, all you had to do is shut the hell up. That was it. Where was one of those stun belts when you need it? Right. Wow. Well, there you have it. There you have it. That's Monday. Stun belts all around. Yep. Well, we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Yes, we will. If you're a patron, take a look. There's two great Patreon uh, posts last week that you're going to love. And, of mm-hmm. course, we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode and the whole rest of the week. Wednesday, a new episode. Uh, Wednesday night, case updates. And then for members, of course, we'll have uh, our first uh, psychic hour uh, in the membership yes. section here uh, on YouTube. So, Or on Patreon if you're a patron. Mm-hmm. So you can look for it there. If you have a hard time becoming a member, just reach out to us. Send us an email. Reach out to us on Facebook. We'll help you. Yes, we will. No big deal at all. But that's what's up. So thanks so much for being here. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody.